All right, everyone, how are you? How you doing? Welcome to this week's episode of our podcast. It's called Is Breakfast Included? I hope everyone had a great, great, great holiday. Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, whatever you celebrate, I, 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 Festivus, whatever you did, I hope you had a great time. On the show this week, I sit down with Jonathan Lewis. Jonathan is a drum tech. He's also an artist, and he recently wrote and published his first book called Thank You, Turtle. He talked about all of that, our time together. And uh, basically, man, we just had a great conversation. Uh, it was a lot of fun catching up with my old friend. Let's check it out. Okay, man. Tell everyone who you are. Um, I am. Well, you know me as Johnny, uh, but I, I'm, for my art, I go by Jonathan Lewis, which is my middle name. Uh -huh. So, And that's Jonathan with an H, J-O-H-N-A-T-H. Yeah. Yeah. And your uh, government is Jonathan Davis. And, and yeah, the government knows me as Jonathan Davis. Yeah. And there's a lot of Jonathan Davises in the world. Yeah, one in particular. Yeah. We, we'll get to him later. <laughs> yeah. The culprit. Anyway, man, how you doing? It's good to see you. I'm great, man. I miss you a lot. I'm glad to see you. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, you, you, you've got a lot going on. You, you, I obviously met you. You were a drum tech mm -hmm. when we both did jason isbell together that's right and uh we spent some time on the road had a lot of fun mm -hmm. and now you're with another band mm -hmm. can you can you say who you're with i don't know if i can or not i think you can okay i'm with the avid brothers now yeah so yeah and, and so you're you're still drum teching you also you do your art yeah and you just put out a book which we're going to get to in a bit yeah i did yeah how how did how did you fall into to the world of drum teching let's go let's go from there um well, I'm a drummer myself, and I've played in various bands here in Nashville um, in my time, um, but then just started touring, and, um, well, you know, touring just to make more money, and it's fun, and yeah. and then it just kind of, it just kind of happened, you know, you know, like how it is, like it's all who you know, the right people ask me to do this, this gig, or that gig, or this gig, or that gig, and then, so yeah, uh, just being a drummer was cool, and then and you know, I also do you know now it's also drums and banjos mostly, and yeah, a few guitars and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, well, those guys are kind of all over the spectrum. They have like cellos and banjos, and yeah, it's cool how they have a they have violin, cello, banjo, guitars, um, keys, yeah, you know all that. So. Is it a different vibe? Like, I mean, going from one style of music to I mean, they they kind of fit in that whole Americana, I guess. But I guess I don't. I, I still I still like. I'm trying to figure out what really Americana is after touring with it for so long. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. I always call them folk pop, and yeah? that's that's the best way I, I see it as. Uh, but um, yeah, I guess it's Americana. Americana is the bastard child of country or songwriters or something. I don't know. Yeah. But. And as what I always say is that Towns Van Zandt's already dead, so why is there Americana? You know. Hey, man, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Uh, one hundred percent. But uh, I think Americana, uh, to me, is is a word that's just thrown around, and I've thrown it around. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think it's just because no, it it's a it gives people a place to land music that has no place to land, mm -hmm. and so it's just it it's the umbrella of Americana is getting bigger and bigger, and it's confusing. Yeah, Brandy Carlisle was considered Americana for years. Is now she not she's anymore? a global pop star, you know. Like, yeah, now that, she's huge. It doesn't make sense, you know. Um, I don't know, but I mean, do we really need to? I, I just don't understand why we need to have a genre for it. You are the band you want to be. I think. Well, like you said, it, it, it's it's a place to land that doesn't have, quote unquote, a place. Like, I guess in the seventies with the. Uh, the outlaw movement like mm -hmm. they didn't have a place to land so the industry called them outlaw yeah right that's right i didn't I never thought about that but i wasn't alive then either yes <laughs> <laughs> oh burn i was barely alive bernie man i was barely alive when that happened but i get yeah so americana um and we've both worked for some kind of cool americana con artist josh ritter that's right. Yeah, considered Americana, which I consider him just a singer songwriter, mm -hmm. but he falls into that Americana label. I've been thankful to be 
in in that in these circles with this Americana movement, whatever it is. Yeah. Because you know, I've met great people. Um, it's it you know they it seems they always kind of stay at a certain level, and so I know what I'm expecting, and I, it's just been it's been fun. Yeah. Um, and then I got to meet you and some other great people who you know came came across us all. Exactly, man. A yeah. lot of my very close friends I met in that circle. That's right. You know. Yeah. Present company included. Yeah, man. Do you like being a drum tech? I love drums, so yeah. I I I just um, you know I. I, it's funny because, I, um, you know, Murph, who does a lot of the keyboard stuff, or the uh, he's like fixes them all the time. Mm -hmm. One time I'm hanging with him, we're fix working on Derry's rig. He goes, "Now listen, listen, Johnny. Uh, if you keep being a drum tech, or if you keep being a tech, that's what people are going to know you as." And and I thought that was such a weird thing for him to say. And I don't mind being known as a tech. Uh, it's all it's been a challenge for me to say, you know what? I'm I'm also a drummer. Yeah, and you know, to, you know, own that I've played with plenty of people and, um, and nothing that's gotten huge or anything, but still like someone callers at me and say, Hey, they even play, play drums for this residency. I have like, sure, let's do it. And so, so when you ask me that question, like, do I like being a drum tech? It's like, yeah, I like being a drum tech. I like being a drummer. I like drums. Well, you started off the answer. Like I like drums. So yeah, yeah I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm guilty of telling people that when they ask me about this industry and this, I always say, well, you, you know, once you're a tech, you're a tech, you're not going to be looked at it any other way. And unfortunately, it's true. Sometimes it's true. Yeah. If it's true, the majority of the time people will say like, uh, you know, Bernie's not a bass player, he's a bass tech, you know, I could be the Jackal Pastorius mm -hmm. over here, you know, but they're not going to see me like that because mm -hmm. they just see me as the guy who sets up the gear maintains the gear and makes sure it's in tune the basic stuff which is which is fine and honorable yeah but you know there's always more layers to someone like yeah I, like i just asked you who wrote that who did that song for the intro your intro uh, yeah and that's you that's me yeah and i didn't know that. that's little old bernie that's I, right you know i wrote that song when i was a long time ago that song's been around since the early 90s mm -hmm. that riff and uh what you hear on the the intro uh, it's called Butterfly, by the way. Okay. That's the title of it. Cool. Is is the most recent. I think I re-recorded it with some cats. Well, I get psyched every time I hear it. Thanks, Just man. So Thanks. Yeah. You know, the original idea I had for the intro was a more carnival music. Mm -hmm. And I had this little, you know, this carnival thing that me and a buddy did. And I, I played it for Lisa, who does this with me. She's like, no way. There's there's no way we're going to use that. And it, And I think about it now. It's like, eh. And she heard that. She really liked that, too. She goes, you should use one of your tracks. And yeah. I sent her that. She goes, that's the one. Cool. And then I sent her another one I did. She goes, no, we're settled. That's the one. So it's you can thank her. I would have never used my own music. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you did. Because I'm, I'm very... Because you, know, you think you're a bass tech. but you're Because real, I'm a bass tech. I should have put really, like, boom, boom. <laughs> but you're boom, really a musician. Like me tuning a bass, <laughs> right? That should have been the intro. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you, man. Thank you for that. Um, I appreciate that. I like it now. I, I can't hear the podcast without that intro yeah, anymore. Right. And so but actually you can thank her for that because will, that was her idea to good. do that. I will. But uh back to you. <laughs> uh you play drums, you're drum tech. You 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 musically you after I got to know you, man, you told me all about your background, like First of all, what I was surprised, what I was pleasantly surprised to hear about you is you are from Nashville. That's right. Like born, raised in Nashville. You're a Nashville villain. Yes. A real one. Yeah, I'm, I'm the real deal. Yeah. Like Everyone it's hard to meet left. someone from LA. Like you, you know, we had this lighting kid and he's like, yeah, man, I was born and raised in LA years mm -hmm. ago on a tour. And I was like, man, you're a real California kid. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. Did you have music growing up? Like anybody in your family play music or yeah. is this something you gravitated toward? Oh, my dad, um, he is a, he came to Nashville to, I, I think, just write songs and get mm -hmm. in, in that scene as a young man. And um, so he plays piano. He's, we, I mean, obviously he's like our father and, you know, my mom always loves, loves it when he plays and, but he's very like humble about it. And he won't always just sit down and play, but he, he would wake us up in the middle of the night with his upright that we had in our little tiny 
house and couldn't sleep and he would just be wailing and playing and and it, as if no one was in the in the house and, yeah and there would be nights i'd wake up in the middle of the night just hearing him play and singing and um that was always really just it was special because you know you're waking up and you're you don't know what time it is and you're half asleep and and you hear your dad in the other room just playing away like no one's no one's there and yeah and um and so he really encouraged and impacted the way I view music, how I I play by ear like he does. He can read, but he mostly plays by ear. Yeah. Um, so when I was interested in getting guitar, you know, you know, he helped me on all that. And um, just, yeah. so his, he, his uh, just love for music and his encouragement is really what helped me just decide I wanted to play first guitar and then later drums and all that. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you play drums out of like necessity, like, or did you want to play drums? Did you I, play? I played drums because in high school we had it. The one, the one class I was I liked in high school was our guitar class, mm -hmm. and I had Coach O'Shea as our guitar teacher. He was also our soccer coach, and he was a character. But he, you know, through my high school years, we had guitar one, guitar two, guitar three, whatever. And so, by the time I was a senior in high school, um, I was a good guitar player but i didn't know how to do leads and all that stuff and there was already good guitar players in our little circle and so when we, we would play in the pet band for like you know um pep rallies and stuff like that yeah and so but by the time i came to senior no one no one there's a guy playing bass already and there's a guy playing lead guitar and there's another guy that was playing rhythm and coach o'shea would play rhythm and then I just sat down on the drums and started just a playing. a whole bunch of rhythm guitar players. Yeah, there. <laughs> and I didn't need to be another guitar player. So, yeah. and I was like, well, I'll try drums. And I would, I had, you know, I'd been studying how drummers do stuff. I never had a kit, but yeah. I just, in my head, I just play with my pencils and that's in, in class. Yeah. So when I sat down, it, you know, definitely self-taught drummer, but it came kind of natural to me. And then, and I'm saying I like rocked everyone's faces off, but I knew, I knew how to like keep a rhythm and count and yeah. just just try to keep the beat. And that's how that's how I came into drums. And then you know I bought my first kit and all that. Yeah, started bands. Yeah, and then start playing with my friends and yeah. You told me one time you were in one of your first bands. Uh, you guys toured prisons. Yeah, no, that's a a band I play in currently. And, oh, okay. And so we um, are. It's called High Side Music. Yeah. Uh, we are, there's about five of us in this group. It's more of just a collective group of people that, um, our, our main objective is just to play for prisoners. And uh -huh. you'll never see us at a club playing at a club or at some venue playing at a venue or we're playing for inmates. And so, yeah, it's, that's still going on. And um, we played Death Row last year here in Tennessee. Uh, we, we've done that a couple times. and um yeah what's the response to that usually like um like do they appreciate you coming to do that oh yeah yeah man i mean um and you know an inmate sitting down being able to forget where they are for an hour is kind of our goal mm -hmm. and um also our goal is a lot of healing if there is healing healing that they need and i'm not talking about like laying hands on just like sitting there and let the music take over yeah and transform your mind to a a place of a higher place or just how you know how can you help yourself or how can you help your, your neighbor even though you're in this place yeah and, um it's it's just uh it's more we're just there to like see some unforgotten some forgotten people um or some people that are just cast aside and not to not to make light of um anything that anybody did to be in that place yeah which is very serious, and I t we all take that seriously. But we also believe that um, just throw, you know, locking them up and throwing away the key is not the answer. Um, and I always say this, but like a prisoner um, has just as much of an impact on a society around surrounding it, on a city or a community around it, than yeah. we give it credit for. And so it's up to people to step in and volunteer and help help the rehabilitation process or the transition process because they will be your neighbor one day um most likely yeah. so that's kind of how i view it myself uh but just me and my bandmates in that band was we our goal is just to play for prisoners and that's how we do it yeah so that was a that was a uh the concept from the get-go like we're gonna do this band we're gonna 
yeah go entertain yeah you know yeah it, yeah man you know I, i'm gonna get off topic for a minute but sure. kind of stay on topic like dude ever since i when i met you i i kind of gravitated toward you and we toured together you mm-hmm. know we just started talking one thing about you i've always admired and really anytime i i talk to you talk to someone about you i always tell them you're one of the you have one of the best hearts that 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 i've ever met i think that's what made me just because i want to you want to you want to surround yourself with people who are who make a positive mm-hmm. impact and like you were telling me earlier about you know this latest um uh what happened to you in your life and you like you know we met while we were volunteering cleaning up a homeless camp you mm-hmm. know that kind of stuff that you know a lot of a lot of cats will will tell you that oh i do this i do that you know i i i really get tired of the um of the filming while helping someone I'm like i'm going to give this guy a dollar but i'm going to make sure my camera's on <laughs> sure so the, the world sees yeah it. Right. you know you you you've never been that cat like well, every you know just being around you, you reek of goodness. Not just that, not just what you're doing, like everything. You know, you see, you have empathy, you see the good in people, you know, even if there's bad. Like we were talking about a certain in- individual that we both know mm-hmm. earlier, and like, we know that that person is not that good, you know, but you were talking about them like, hey, you know, like maybe there's something else going on and, and mm-hmm. you know, like that's it. Like, well, Whereas I'm like, you know, fuck. Like, you know like you put the bleep in here yeah put the bleep yeah you know. man i appreciate you saying that. curses but see i i i'm not i'm never going to say it. you're very kind and that's too much for what you said about me i i had to i had to come to like a very low place to start helping people uh-huh. and um and i realized that even though i I, even though I was doing something good, it was like I had to do something just to get out of my head. And a lot of that came through volunteer opportunities that came up and, and I was like, I need this community right now. And so that's how, you know, homeless outreach started or, or some homeless outreaches started. And, and I just wanted to be part of like that kind of thing because I just needed to do something. Yeah. And like, and I had to work on my own side of the street and part of it was volunteering and get some things right because I wasn't doing well or I wasn't treating people the way I should be treated yeah. or that kind of thing. So um, so you're saying there was an evil Johnny at one point. Oh, there still is. <laughs> is there? Do you, do you is, is it, does it take work every day to keep him at bay? Yes. Every day I'm, I'm always, um, I'm a judgmental person. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that doesn't go along with the narrative you just painted of me, but well, no, no, no. But it's, I, it's, I have to realize, like, okay, what, what's why, why, what's my need to judge judge this for? And it might be even simple things like I judge the music, or I judge. I saw that guy play guitar, and I'm I don't really like the way he does his lead. You know, I can't <laughs> yeah. do that. You know, that guy sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm all I, if if. I think if you are pouring into other people and seeing how other people's lives are going, especially homeless and prisoners, yeah, then what are you gonna what are you gonna complain about? And I know, right? You wake up free every day. You wake up mm-hmm. with a roof over your head. Like people have it worse. And I'm, it, it'll take one event or one bad mistake to put you in right the same there. Place and yeah, and a um, lot of people don't see that, man. A lot of people don't see that they're. When, you know, the, the easiest way to put it, like someone will say, like, I'm one paycheck away from being on the streets and, and people don't see that. People don't see the the opportunities or the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? For lack of a better term, like the, the, the conveniences they have in their life that they complain about every day. Someone's worried about if they're going to eat today because they haven't eaten the last three days, mm-hmm. you know, like they're going to sleep. I mean, it's freezing outside right now. They're going to sleep, you know, they don't have a proper you know yeah meanwhile i'm like oh, i'm gonna get another hoodie because this one's faded yeah you know mm-hmm. so yeah man i think i think the way you see things is is um very admirable well also i just want to add in add to that like i don't have a lot of resources just to like give i do give when i can but a lot of people just need friends or just need someone to talk you to. give your time man which is the most valuable which is it's the most valuable for me too because i'm a time spent kind of person yeah that means a lot to me hanging just having an ear and just listening and then 
creating a relationship is part of why you need a vol- why someone should volunteer. Yeah. And and maybe you're not not ready for that. That's okay, but to me that's my ultimate goal is just to be a friend. Fair enough. All right, so, yeah. It's cool, man. Uh wow, it just to transition from there to something else. It's, I I I could talk to you about this all day, but <laughs> I I did want to talk to you about some other stuff. Um one thing you said to go back to your drumming, one thing you said earlier about like I'm a drummer. I love drums. Like what I like about you is your idea. Like I'm a drummer. You don't have to be a drummer that's touring the world or mm. doing this. To be like, you're like, hey, I'm down to somebody calls me to come fill in. I'll come fill in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a drummer. Mm-hmm. I also work on drums. I work with a guy right now named Don McCauley. He's he was Charlie Watts's guy. He yeah. now looks after Steve Jordan, and uh-huh. he's on the gig that I'm on right now. Yeah. And every time we get a break, he's like, oh, I went and did this gig here. I went and did this gig. I did this gig at a coffee house. Like, playing. All he wants to do is be around drums, whether he's playing or teching or repairing or building. It's His whole life revolves around drums. And mm-hmm. it's, to me, it's like, I don't go home and work on guitars. I don't. People will call me and say, hey, man, can you do this? Like, I don't really want to. And mainly that's a confidence thing. Like, I don't want to mess up somebody's guitar. I don't want to scratch it, mm-hmm. you know, like, or or that but at this that being said i just don't want to work on guitars yeah you know like i don't i like playing guitar and i'll strum at home mm-hmm. and i could strum the same chord for an hour and i'm happy mm-hmm. you know but i don't want to work on them but it is different to work on them. i don't want to work on them when i'm at work yeah <laughs> you know? I, I mean it, it's fun to be a tech because you, you know you're playing a small role that's not going to be like publicized on what you're doing yeah. if it's fixing it or if it's tuning it or if it's but just you know it off but you, you know, know that you're part of it you know you're part of it and that's that's enough you yeah. know but also like you have to go home and strum guitar and play drums because you have to have a creative outlet yeah all the time and, yeah and uh it doesn't it, you know you can call yourself a tech and but, but still be like i'm i'm a guitar player i'm a drummer yeah um so that's cool because when people ask me, I just say I'm a, I'm a carny, I'm a roadie. <laughs> you know? right. I never refer to myself as a guitar player anymore. Maybe ever. maybe you should. Maybe maybe. I'm I'm saying that as a challenge to myself to be more, uh, because I think I've been not to be dramatic or a victim, but I've been put out of bands or someone else recorded that part instead of me and, yeah. or whatever and. And it was hard for me to like really own, like I'm still a, I'm still a drummer. I'm st- and I'm and you know what I'm a damn good drummer. Yeah. And being a, okay to say that. Yeah. And so uh, it's the same with art. Like yeah, I'm an artist. I, I'm not making millions on art, but I'm 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 going to own that I'm an artist. I don't need. I had a, f- a few few conversations about the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Uh, and like we don't need us. We don't need to live in that in that plane. So if you're a drummer, say so you're a drummer. And yeah. if you're an artist, say so you're an artist. And I'm 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 uh, I'm saying that as a practice to to li- be, live that way yeah, and to yeah. own it. So and I get it, man. I guess my imposter syndrome, which I didn't know that was a term till a few years ago. I didn't know what it was. I just it was just one of those things that I feel like I don't deserve the things I did for the th- because of the things I've done. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, I have a past that. I wasn't a very nice person. Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm a good guy. I think I'm a good dude. I try and put good out in the world now, but there was a time when I didn't. There was a time mm-hmm. when I hated everybody. I just, very dark. Mm-hmm. Didn't Nobody wanted to be around me because it was just like, meh. Yeah. You know, I was like, uh, that, that, that one character from the Anthill Mob. We're, you know, we're all going to die. It'll never work. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, there's my age showing. You know, the Penelope Pit Stop Racer X, they was all, there was all these gangs and the Anhill Mob was one of them. There was always I don't know one. any of this. Oh, well, you'll have to look it up. All right, I will. Anyway, there's always one cat going, we're doomed. That was me, you know. <laughs> Nobody would hang out with me. So, I've had to. So, I, it's hard for me to accept things whenever something good is going on, like, uh, it's all going to end, mm-hmm. like, I don't deserve it. But then again, I, I think I do deserve some good because I don't know. Well, some I, people would argue with you. It's always there's argue always me. there's always a place for redemption, I think. And 
or um, sometimes it's um, uh, I'm trying to think of another way to put it, like a a making of amends, you know, and the atonement, like, the atonement. Yeah, there's like even that twelve step language. Like I've, uh, people might not be able to say I'm sorry for the way I live my life, but they they say you're sorry by living a better life or giving in another way. Yeah, and I even as not I'm definitely not a perfect person. What I'm trying to do is atone for the bad things I've done. Like for example, I love my brother; he's my hero, but I was a terrible older brother to him, <laughs> and I've I've made my apologies to him. And one time I said that to him and he goes, you know, you said you've apologized to me before. You don't need to keep apologizing. I was like, all right, all right, I won't. But one way I'm trying to make atonement for it is to be the best uncle to his kids. Yeah. That I can be. And um that's that to me is like how I'm gonna put my take whatever I did that wasn't great and put put it back in as good, you know. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I can relate to that. Although like I think I keep, I try, I'm a very, some people would say I'm an extrovert. I happen to think I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. Like we work in this industry where we have to be around a lot of people and we have Mm -hmm. to like, Hey, what's up? You know, but when I'm home, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be around people. Yeah. But man, I've learned a lot from the way you treat people on the road and how you handle yourself and stuff. I'm always looked up to you out in that way. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've like we talked earlier, like there's still things I've seen you do that, I try to adopt. <laughs> so, yeah. Bing, bing. <laughs> Tune in those banjos. You know when? Which game right, was man. here? Uh, let's move on to your art. All you right. are. How, have Have you always been? Have you always had this creative outlet to to paint to draw? I remember you were always telling me, like, man, I'm going to draw you. One day I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna do a sketch with you, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, whenever." And then you know, you're the first day of the tour, last day of the tour, Mm -hmm. and then you've never done it. But has it always? Have you always been an artist? Uh, I I don't know. I I I guess I've always, you know, played around with drawing as a kid. I loved. I mean, art class was always fun when there when I did have an art class, like in elementary school or something. So, um, and I always had ideas of like what I wanted to look like, whatever this thing is, like I'm creating so and I, you know when i was a kid i would just draw my baseball cards of these players mm-hmm. uh maybe you know just draw them in a cartoony kind of way and and then i had a, one my math teacher in sixth grade like really encouraged me to keep doing it and so i just kept doing it and then got to high school and had a really good art teacher for art one my freshman year of high school and she was, she really like inspired me to keep, keep, uh, or keep doing it and then taught me technique and stuff. And then I, as I became an adult, I had a mentor who really poured into me also that, you know, pulled me aside one day and she was a, that, that's one of her pictures right there. Okay. Yeah. I was looking at that. Mary yeah. Lou Smith. Yeah. Mary Lou Smith. And she pulled me aside. She was very, she's a close family, family member. Yeah. She's not my part of my family, but she felt like she was like a yeah. grandmother. Okay. Me. And she grabbed me one day and said, you need to keep doing this and don't, don't play around. Just do it. Yeah. And that's when I, that's when my eyes opened. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And I wasn't still, I wasn't making great art. Yeah. I just was, I just needed to be intentional about it. And so I guess it's always kind of been there, but the steps it took for me, I was, I wasn't a, I was an adult um, in my twenties before I just decided to really take it, take it yeah. seriously. So. That's funny you say that. I just watched a movie called Armageddon Time, and the movie has nothing to do. I guess the kid's art is a small part of the movie, but Anthony Hopkins, I believe, is the the grandfather, and the kid draws him a superhero, right? And 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 he's so supportive of this kid, his grandson, and he says, you know, he gives it to him. And he goes, "Well, sign it," because all the great artists sign their mm-hmm. art. And then he's like, "If you're going to do it, be the best at it," you yeah. know. And it's not even a part of the movie. Like that's not what the movie's about uh-huh. but that part always stuck out to yeah. me it's funny you said that that's cool somebody said like if you're gonna do it do it yeah you know? and that seems to be the 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 uh the general consensus like if you're gonna do something be the best at do it. it man be the best you can be at it if if mary lou i don't know if i would be taking it seriously today at 43 years old if mary lou at when i was 23 didn't say 
and then say, do, this. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Take this seriously. Make, make something great. And, and I've seen your art, man. I've seen it. You know, it's, it's really good. Thanks. I, that sketch you did of me was amazing. I didn't do one yet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but no, I've seen it and I've seen, you know, on your, on your social media, you know, when you put it up, do you sell your art? Yeah, I try. I try. My goal is to not have it be sitting in. This is my studio right mm -hmm. here. I like guess for it to get out of there and stay out of there. And yeah. so, um, yeah, as, as it. Do you ever show it at galleries and stuff? Do you ever do any of that? Uh, occasionally. Um, right now, I'm trying to figure out how to do just a DIY show somewhere, mm -hmm. uh, and just kind of take a couple of days and put it up. I got a bunch of new paintings in there, and um, I'd like to get out in the world. Yeah. And so um just yeah, I mean I, I I'll show it as I can. Um, yeah. so yeah. Do uh you call yourself a drummer, call yourself a, and you say it with confidence too, which is which is very it's it it's it's refreshing to hear that because like you talk to someone like me and I'm like, I do this, like eh. and I always follow it up with like, but I'm not that good. You know, like you I I try and keep your expectations very low of me, you know, that because they're, because they are my expectations of me are very low. So mm -hmm. it's very, it's very refreshing to hear somebody, you know, that, that I guess, I guess you have to have that, that attitude that like, Hey, I, I'm an artist. And I always tell people like, I don't care if you like me, I like me, which is the yeah. same attitude you're taking. I don't care if you think I'm an artist. I I think I'm an artist. Well, I'm 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 trying to come at it with confidence because I'm I take the same way you do. I mm -hmm. I take the same road you do. Like I, yeah, I'm a drummer, but I'm not that good. It's like, yeah. Well, does anybody going to want to hear me play drums? And like, I'll never get to play with somebody if I want to if I say it like that, you know. Yeah. Or um, I know that I've done gigs and I've haven't played great drums, or I've painted pictures that I'm ashamed that I painted because they're terrible, yeah. but. I guess what I'm saying is I'm, I'm still going to try to, whatever I paint, be able to put it on my own wall. Yeah. And so that's my goal. And same with drums. I'm going to play that in a way that's like, if I was sitting in the crowd, I would be like, that was awesome. That was fun. Yeah. Or I respect him for these reasons. Yeah. By, by his, the way this drum sound or the way he stayed out, stayed out of the way or whatever. Um, Do you find yourself sometimes just sitting in front of your canvas, like not? Oh, all knowing the time. what to do. Oh, yeah, and that's or, usually at the beginning, but yeah, f definitely. You know, yeah. How long is what's the longest you've ever sat in front of a canvas before you either got up and walked out or just said like, "Is this you know, thirty minutes, forty minutes?" Yeah. And, and sometimes I just avoid that room, avoid that studio because I'm, I can't get over whatever block I'm putting in my head. Yeah. But the hardest thing to do is start the painting. And after you start it, then, then you're on a roll. But yeah. that's really is the hardest part is the first thing you put on it. And so I'll, I'll, I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll pace back and forth or just act like I'm doing something else, go wash my dishes or do something. And then finally just it's like, all right, just do it. And then you do it and you yeah. start it, you know. It's funny you say wash your dishes. Uh, off topic. <laughs> I do a lot of that. Uh, years ago, I lived in Denton, Texas, and one of the first bands I auditioned for, uh, I learned their songs. And in the middle of one of the songs, it was the it was a husband and wife band. They had friends. Mm -hmm. She was a singer. He was the drummer, I think. In the middle of the song, she went and washed her dishes. And to this day, this was in '91. And to this day, I think I wonder if that was the sign. Like this guy sucks. Oh. It was like if I go wash dishes, that's not the guy. That's not our guy. <laughs> You know, no. Sometimes the dishes need to be. I think clean. the band was called Chet Arthur or something like that. <laughs> Terrible band. Anyway, back. You should look them up and ask them that. When you said, you know, whenever someone says wash dishes, I triggers that memory of that guy's wife going to wash dishes. I should have said made my bed or something. Made my bed. Yeah. That's, <laughs> no, but yeah. It's, sorry, man. I'm just. <laughs> but I ask that because I don't. I don't have a creative outlet. I don't think. Um, and I know that I'm very self-deprecating on myself. And then I tell you that I, I think I, I have this belief, like, I don't like, I don't care if you like me, I like me. Mm -hmm. I do like who I am. Mm -hmm. It's taken me a long time to, 
because I know that a lot of this conversation is me being like, I'm not good enough, but I am good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very self-deprecating, which those are two totally different things, but it took me a long time to get to the point where I like me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, I do say that, like, I don't care if you like, I like me. Yeah. I may not be perfect, but I like me. But you do carry yourself that way, and that's what I look up to you about, and that's how you own it. And that is But so you much. have to carry yourself that way in public or around people you care about, because if you're spouting out like, you know, hey, man, you got to do this. And then they see you go back over there going, oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. You mm-hmm. know, they're not going to believe that. Yeah. But you do that. I can do that behind closed doors and nobody will know. And then just walk out and you put on this facade. Like, I think 99% of it is real. And that 1% is a facade now with me. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that like you figure that out? Yeah. It used to be like. I would be that guy, like, if I make somebody laugh tonight, they're not going to know I'm hurting, mm-hmm. you know? But now it's not like that anymore. I don't know. We started, I don't know why it went uh, on. Yeah, the, the but bat. see, what I have to say that is people want a genuine person. Yeah. And even if they are hurting and they show that to someone, someone's going to connect with it and then maybe a wonderful friendship starts yeah. or something. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever not been able to start a painting i mean is it an idea in your head like like as a musician will sit there and go like i hear this beat i hear this melody do you when you go to paint is it all spontaneous or do you have like like you saw something in your head that i'm going to try and recreate uh the seeing things in my head that i you know the seeing things in my head that i'm trying to recreate is a new thing for me so i've started doing that now yeah um before that, I would see mostly um, a scene, still life. Uh, I would take a picture of someone or have someone sit in front of me and paint them. Yeah. So that was like my approach and how I kind of learned more skill or like technique or just some creative ways to do this or that. And then I, then I, but I, forever I had this idea of an abstract painting in my head. And I finally started doing that a few years ago. It's like trying to find that painting that I had in my head. Yeah. And out of that came a whole bunch of other paintings that were the first attempt at it, but didn't really reach it. And then I think I've, I know I've, I've made that painting that I've had in my head. Yeah. So yes, I do have this like idea of what I want it to look like. And so, yeah, I guess, I mean, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. does. So yeah, there's, I, I used to kind of do more of a, just a, still life kind of vibe on how i create but now it's more i got weird shapes in my head let's see what they look like right here that's cool yeah because i'm not a creative person like that so i'm always intrigued to ask people like what you know Mm -hmm. their approach their method i've talked to a a couple of a few other artists and they all have a different answer man because it's Mm -hmm. all different right yeah yeah uh you just put out a book yeah I did. First book. Yes. What's it called? What's it about? It's um a book. I, I it's called Thank You Turtle. Um I don't remember when I came up with the idea to do it a few years ago. Uh but it's I kind of um I I kind of like made it into a children's book. Uh-huh. So it's really, you know, short and simple. I did all the illustrations and like I have one little like thought or poem kind of thing that goes with each illustration excuse me and um so yeah it's i say i always say children's book but my my point is i've had a lot more adults kind of connect to it and even myself i've it's stuff it's things i've connected to as an adult yeah and i try to put it in a way that you know what i say is like any child from two to 100 can read it yeah it's more to find your own child child within kind of thing yeah but yeah how's the response been man it's been really really overwhelming and i've been it's been a blessing i've it's like you were the one of the first piece people to like buy one from me <laughs> and that was really encouraging and and fun but I, I, it's been cool i don't i can't i don't know how many i've put out there now but it's been a fun it's only been about a month or so that i've done it had it out there and it's yeah. really fun to really just kind of does that make you feel good when you when you like when you jam with a band and your friends come out that's 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 a bad example like when you no, paint something and saying. people people hey man are you selling that art or but especially with this book that you know that 
people are digging it. Yeah, it it is. It, that's encouraging. But like, I would do it if that didn't happen. Yeah, I would still put it out if no one dug it. Going back to the whole like, I'm a drummer. Yeah, yeah. I would still do it. the 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 response I'm getting is encouraging and really just humbling and fun. Makes yeah. it even more fun. Yeah. Um. So it it's it's not going to keep. I'm not. It's um. It's always good to encourage people for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's also always good to kind of like, why am I doing this? And yeah. I, I did, I did it for myself. I did it for my nieces. Yeah. And then I was like, you know, myself and my nieces and like, or for ch- a child. And, and maybe that was, I, I think a child could relate to it or accept it easier because children really are, you, they either accept you or reject you. And it's like, that's yeah. the way it is. And so maybe that was, uh, a safety call on my part, but um, just to have so many, you know, adults respond to it has been has been really encouraging and kind of helped me to be like, maybe you shouldn't call this a children's book. Maybe it should just be a book, yeah, that you put out, yeah. Because I'm not sure. I just like to say children's book because it that's the best way. It kind of could it kind of can be seen. Yeah, you've seen it. Like, it yeah, looks, it looks like a childlike book. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, that, yeah. hey. Children's book, book. I mean, if it if it makes if it reaches if it reaches somebody in a way that they need it that day or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it can be what is it? Warm peace or thank you, Turtle. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> right. If it serves its purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it hard to publish it yourself? Did you do it yourself or? My dad had a big role in helping me you know, publish it. Uh-huh. He, he kind of created a, I, I like to call it just an indie publishing group. Yeah. And so he, he was a, he was a big part of having, have, helping me get it, get it together. And, um, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hard. Yeah. Uh, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. Definitely a lot of work. Um, Pay off. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It really has. Um, so, I think it was just more like put the work in to get it done. Yeah. Um, definitely. I had times where I had blocks and I couldn't figure out how to figure out how to finish the one page and just keep working at it until you yeah. get it. And yeah. Are you, when you do something, when you accomplish something like that and you, you remember when you started it to the finished product, to holding it in your hand, is there that sense of like happiness, pride, or do you look at it and go, oh, I got to do this now? Like, can you can you take a moment to really enjoy your work? Uh, yes, I. Yes, but I'm already working on my next one. Yeah. So, if anything, it's pushing me to do the next one. Yeah. And I, I'm I have a vision of like a series of these. Um. So I don't know how that's going to turn out, but yeah. um, I'm already starting the next one. But I, I mean. I don't know. It's been kind of just so fast that uh, I, I I haven't really sat and appreciated it really. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I have a box of them in there and, and I just grab a few more if somebody wants one and then, you know, make a sale here and there. And yeah. I've been doing this all myself and I don't like doing it all myself. I'd, I'd rather not, but it's the way it is right now. Yeah. So that's kind of just kept me from just sitting with it. So, and I haven't really done that. So maybe I should, you know, yeah. but, maybe. but also I'm, I'm still, creating and moving on to like what i can do next yeah so yeah yeah i think if you stop and admire it for too long it might make you a little uh man i'm finding i'm having a hard time finding the words today a little um like all right it's done i can take a break now no because i now that it's done it's like how do i get it out yeah out there how do I get it into someone else's hands? Yeah. And that's kind of taken over being yeah. kind of the, the, uh, salesman. Yeah. <laughs> do you carry them with you everywhere? I've started. Have you put them in every, any like local places here in Nashville? Have any, uh, have no, you tried that? It's all been just friends that yeah. want one. Do you plan on doing that? Maybe walking in going, Hey, can I put my book in here? And I don't know how to do that. That yeah. might be beyond me. Yeah. I've thought about it, but, um, I, that 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 does kind of overwhelm me yeah uh, i'm kind of that makes me a little <laughs> standoffish 
but yeah, I saw you sit up straight when I asked you that. You're yeah. Like, oh man, I get can't relax when I answer this question. <laughs> right. You got to go. I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to do that next, but maybe that's the next move. Yeah. You know. Could be. It could be like an indie band. You know, like hey, yeah, our thing. You, you know. It'd be cool to not do it myself. Yeah. I would like that. And if someone wants one, it's like, yeah, go to this bookstore. They're there. So yeah, I might. Yeah. Maybe it's motivation to not have to be a salesman. But yeah. it was really cool to put it out and then, you know. Have a response. Have a response. You responded. A lot of people responded. And within that next week, I was sending them out. And that was a really cool accomplishment. I think my first, first like group of, group of them that I put in the mail was like 12. Yeah. Um, 12 different places. And that, you know, that's really cool and significant because there was 12 pages in the book. Um, and I, I don't know, that was just kind of a theme. And so I was able to like send out those first 12 and yeah. that was, that was fun. Uh, it was really cool to see that go in the mail and be like, it is cool. Right. It. When you kind of see almost like the instant, like, I know when we did the first episode of this, this podcast, I remember Lisa and I watching the counter and like, five people played it mm -hmm. 10 people have played it mm -hmm. you know and then it's it kept going up and we were like people are actually listening because mm -hmm. at least you have to listen a certain amount of time for it to count as a listen yeah so it's kind of like it's exciting isn't it yeah so those first 12 people you know you're like wow you know and they could be friends but then the next 12 come through and you're like, okay, this is, there's something really cool about yeah. this. Yeah. And your guests have been so diverse and like from musicians that are, I really care about to musicians who don't care. About. And then to musicians that I hate. <laughs> yeah. But you had Denise on that one time. I loved listening to that one. Denise, man, you know, she was, she's one of the most listened to. Really? Because people relate to that realness, mm -hmm. you know, and we, when we started this, we, we had an idea of what we wanted to do. We wanted to talk to, we couldn't just target, like, you know, we just wanted to talk to people who, who we feel love what they do. Mm -hmm. That's what I love and about And Denise it. was as real as they come, man, yeah. you know, like she kind of grew up in it. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah, that was really sweet to listen yeah, to her. We did a, we did a cat in, is it Canadagua? He was a stagehand. Yeah. And he had this silly hat on. It wasn't silly. It was a really cool hat. And I asked him about it. He made it. And I said, hey, man, would you talk to me for 20 minutes? And then we put the episode out and people really related to it because he was a real guy. I haven't listened to that one. Yeah. That one. Tyler McConkey. Okay. Yeah. I'll check that one. Matter of fact, Denise texted me the other day. She said, I, I listened to it. She goes, I relate to him in mm -hmm. so many ways. You know? I, I like that you have, you've had like roadies and stuff on because, yeah. you know, that's our industry and how hearing those stories that a lot of people might not care about but don't hear yeah. a lot either i want to hear those stories yeah. it sounds so. cheesy but we feel that everybody has a story yeah for sure you know and they may not want to they may wake up going man nobody wants to hear about me and then they talk about it and then they hear they see the comments or people responding to mm -hmm. it and it you know they realize i'm not just a roadie i'm not just a human like, mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm my i'm i'm one of a kind that's right and the response yeah. the response that people have helps us to realize like i have more to offer than even what i think i'm capable of yeah and that's yeah. something to keep you going yeah. my favorite one i think my favorite one was the uh the dude from helmet that you did page yes yeah i loved listening i could have heard him listen to him talk all day because he he was he was so honest about everything man that and it made me want to go play music more yeah it was yeah, that guy is he was and he was very kind because that was early on and yeah. He didn't know, you know, yeah, I'll do your podcast, you know, and he, he gave us a chance. It was great. That was, a, that was a good one. We're trying. Uh, you're killing it, man. <laughs> like I said, I, I kind of just do the easy thing. You know, Lisa handles all the, well, all the, and she's starting to do the interviews now too. Yeah. So. Well, at least you got a good theme song. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, man, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you doing this. Like. Man, I gotta ask you. It's called Is Breakfast Included. Yeah. We were having breakfast. What would you have? Mm, my I think my go to is always eggs over medium, but over medium well. Not to where it's runny at all, but there's like a little bit of you know, firmness in the yolk. That's the way I like yeah. eggs. But every time you try to order it like that, 
you don't know how to speak it. You don't know how to say that. Runny or it's It's always too runny. Yeah. Or to, or just fried to a crisp. So, um, but that's how I like my eggs. I want two of those, a side of toast and a side of tomatoes and a coffee. And I'm, that's, that's my favorite breakfast. Do you have that? How many times a week? Oh, I don't know. I don't really have it all the time, but yeah. it's my favorite thing to order. Okay. Like yeah. <laughs> all right. On, like, man. Do you have sliced tomatoes? Like, yes. All right. Well, I'll have that. I'll have some yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. Do they have to be, do you know a good ripe tomato as opposed to one that's not quite ripe? No, I really don't. It's, I'll go on about yeah. I'll stop right now. Anyway, Fruit. man, thanks so much. I, dude, I love you. And, and, and it's, 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 you know, like I said, being around you those times and, and, and spending time on the road made me a better person. Man, likewise, just man. Just knowing you. Likewise, I, I love you. I'm, I'm glad you hollered at me. Hell yeah, man. Let's go get lunch. All right. Good talking to you. <laughs> you too. Right on. Jonathan Lewis. You can find out more about Johnny, his paint, his book, Thank You Turtle, at jonathanlewispaints.com. Check it out. Go buy yourself a copy. Buy a few copies. Give them out as gifts. You know, it didn't have to be Christmas or a birthday to give somebody a gift. Just give them a gift just because, right? But while you're online, check out isbreakfast.com. You can link to our podcast uh, show through Spotify, Apple iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. All the streaming networks have our podcast. Our store, you can buy a shirt or our YouTube channel. Like, comment, and subscribe. Buy a shirt. Share the podcast. And, uh, you know, spread the joy. Spread the joy. It was just Christmas. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in this year. Another year in the books. Uh, Thank you for both me and Lisa. And um, have a happy new year. Uh, On that note, I am done. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you next year. (laughs) 